Frank, the most amazing thing is finally here. It took years to happen. Years upon years. It finally happened. Do you know what it is? Uh, is it a Nintendo? No, Apple Music Voice. Apple Music Voice. It's here. <laughs> Four ninety nine. Music from Siri. Uh, great. Four ninety nine. Is that included? Did you get the family pack? Were you talking about getting the Apple Pro Plus Deluxe pack? No, no, I did not. No, no I, I, I don't use enough services to do that. I have, well, almost. It's hard because that one has like a bunch of stuff that I don't use in it because I do the, I do the iCloud, but only the two ninety nine a month, and then I do the. Apple TV, 50 bucks a year. And then I do the uh, Apple Fitness Plus. That's 80 bucks, 90 bucks a year. But that one, we have a fitness credit at work, so I don't have to pay for that one. It's like, it's like going to the gym. They give you credit on that. So right now, and I think if I did the Family Plus where it did that, I couldn't like use my fitness credit towards that. So very privileged thing that I have this fitness credit. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm giving Apple, I guess, about a hundred and, uh, it was like a hundred and some odd <laughs> bucks a year. But I think the, the the whole kit and caboodle, the whole thing is like 25 bucks a month or something like that. And I just, that's too much. That's that's several thousand billion dollars a, a year. I don't have that type of money, Frank. Yeah, um, I just have whichever music services I have incidentally. And if they don't have a song that I want to listen to, then I just listen to a different song. But <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done my grand uh, Apple total. I don't know what I am at a year, but probably roughly ballpark as you because I don't pay for that many services. I think I spend the most money on iCloud and iTunes match. Remember iTunes match? Yeah. Somehow I'm still paying for it. And <laughs> for the songs I collected 10 years ago, I should probably get rid of that one. But you know, yeah, I'm not paying for that many services either. So I, I totally miss this. What, what is this new service? Okay. Well, they kicked off the whole Apple event with music. You, you saw this, right? No, I, I skip music parts. This is why I'm totally blanking. Okay, okay, right okay. <laughs> okay. So that's that's ridiculous. Okay, so they have it's so boring, James. The music part is so boring. I just I just can't. <laughs> I can't even do it. Okay, so they have a bunch of plans already for the Apple Music, but the Apple Music voice plan, five dollars a month for a single user, but you can only control the service through Siri. Ridiculous. <laughs> I like voice assistants when I want to use a voice assistant, but it's definitely not the thing I do immediately or first. Maybe I'm old. Am I old? Um, but I, I was around some kids lately and they don't use voice stuff too much. I take that back. They do. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I, I'm kind of meh. Um, you know what? I was using the Siri dictation on, I've used mm -hmm. it on my watch and I've also, oops, I've used it also on my phone a lot today and it is subpar. Oh, <laughs> that's funny because I'm actually kind of pleased with that one or it's, it's okay enough. It's 80%. Yeah. Uh, I kind of love the random text messages that I send people that are just terrible dictations of what I actually said. But to me, it's a bit of a game. Uh, you know, the typing autocorrect is not really that much better. So yeah. whatever. Oh, that's even sometimes worse. It's even more frustrating because I'll be like, you know, lulls or something. And it's like Lola. And I was like, no, it's not Lola. Learn that I've pressed the lulls in quotes five billion times and that I like to say lulls and do that. Anyways, okay, Apple Music voice plan over. Next thing they announced, Frank, 
new colors for the Apple HomePod Mini, yellow, orange, blue, coming in November. Awesome. Next, new AirPods third generation, not AirPods Pro, but AirPods third generation. Did you get a, did you get a look at these? I'm actually excited at the pace that you're going here um, because, yeah, okay, so yes and yes. So I want these because they haven't updated the AirPods that aren't the suction cups that go in your ear mm. for a while. And so I, I'm I'm a generation behind on mm. the pro stuff, all the fancy acoustic 3D stuff. I don't think I actually care about any of it, but I am up for a new design on AirPods. So I'm actually kind of interested in them. I don't know. I'm old. My hearing's going. I don't think it matters too much. But they do have uh, support that one uh, nice accessibility feature where you can actually create a tone map of what you're actually able to hear. Like people play tones and you report back and it can uh, boost audio. Mm -hmm. But I haven't found one that I absolutely love yet, but it's a possibility out there. Anyway, I, I, I like AirPods, so I am interested. I do not have AirPods or AirPods Pro. I have, you know, cheap $20 AirBuds that I use. They work just fine. They come in a cute little rechargeable container and I drop them 5 billion times, which is a sign that I do not need $179 AirPods because I will break and or lose them, which I almost have many, many a times. I dropped these. I was cutting the grass, almost ran over them with the lawnmower. 20 bucks. I don't really care, but I didn't run them over. So I actually kind of care a little bit, but if they were $180, I would freak out. But maybe these would fit better in my ear, but I am up on the um, spatial audio, which is really cool, and the adaptive EQ, which I think is really, really cool. And they're saying that they're also IPX4 sweat and water resistance and up to 30 hours of battery life with the new charging case, which is MagSafe now, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I I really don't count the charging case. So I, I rate the battery life by how long can I leave it outside of the battery case. Mm -hmm. And... I, you know, they are surprisingly easy to lose and potentially destroy. And I've dropped mine a, sh a good amount of times, but I only had to replace mine because the battery started to go in the air pods themselves, not in the charging case. Mm. And they just wouldn't last very long. So that's when I decided to buy some new ones. So a, I want to pat on my back for <laughs> not destroying my first pair or losing them. Uh, B, I just care about the battery life of the individual things. I can't imagine that's changed too much. Hopefully it hasn't gone down with all the fancy features. No, I believe it went up, in fact. Right. So I don't I think I think that's their that's their shtick. But I think also these, um, they have they don't have the the, the what's that one chip, the W one chip or the ultra band chip, whatever it is. But they they do they're part of the Find My Network, so you know I think the, I don't know if they're all on there, but they do have that. But they don't have the Arrow like the iPods AirPods Pro. But um, they said that that was upgraded at least, so that, that's kind of cool. I don't know AirPods AirPods Pro. You got AirPods Pro. No one came for any of this junk, Frank. Nobody cares because there's a new processor. In fact, not just one processor, Frank. Two processors. Biggie and Biggery. I don't know. What, what were their names? Max, Mini and Max? No, M1, M1 Pro, <laughs> M1 Max. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we got upgrades finally. And I think we were all wrong because I was calling it the M1X and the M1 uh, Plus or something like that. Because why not? Uh, very good. I'm excited. They have ridiculous numbers of cores. Of course, I kept staring at the specs for the bigger one. So that's the one I know the most about. But um, yeah, 
I mean, what's to say? It's it's a good computer. It's the RAM upgrade I think that I'm I'm most looking forward to. Is you can get a machine with more RAM. Look, James, I I love the processor upgrade, but we we have to mention the ports at some place. We we've been bearing the lead for too long. The MacBook has ports. Okay, I just had to say it. Let's get back to the processor though. Okay, okay, yeah. Pro- I mean, because they opened up with the processor and they spent a lot of time on it because you're right. Everyone actually, I didn't even know anyone was saying anything about the M1 plus everyone was just assuming we were getting one new processor, uh, which would be the one at one M one X, which everyone was saying, but there is the pro and the max. Now the pro is a 10 core CPU with up to 16 core GPU with up to 32 gigs of unified memory and up to 200 gigabits per second memory bandwidth. Now, they say that that is scary fast. Are you scared? Because they say it's scary fast. Are you scared? I, I actually believe them because my little air that like never even gets warm and the battery lasts forever is kind of scary fast. So yeah, yeah, I actually believe them. I'm scared. Now, M1 Max is even scarier faster because it has a 10 core CPU up to a 32 core GPU up to 64 gigs of unified memory and 400 gigabits per second memory bandwidth. And that's just a lot of uh, things. That's a lot of stuff. Pretty cool. They're big. They're big. They're awesome. They got a 16 core neural engine too. Why not? Now, I think here's the the, the curious part is that they were doing the side-by-side you know, performance of the M1 Pro and the M1 uh, Max. And actually, I mean, the, the Max did have a lot higher like multiplications but not to a a maximum extent if 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 i was to say so like it was it was kind of like an m1 pro plus output out of the m1 max does that make sense yeah um plus the gpu and the neural engine it's hard to like distinguish what what things are uh applications using these days Mm. i mean most apps use the cpu so if you're at a certain speed with a certain number of cores, that's basically the performance you're going to get out of that machine. But um, the big upgrades that they really want to promote are all the GPU upgrades. So you can go from 16 to 24 to 32, I believe. So you can get 32 cores of GPU, which uh, is pretty decent. I've been doing some neural network stuff on the air. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not as fast as like a big just desktop GPU, but it's fast. It's good. It's reasonable enough to do some like um, small <laughs> ML kind of things on it. I'm not a gamer. Sorry, everyone. I, when I talk about the GPU, I always think about uh, uh, neural networks, not games. Yeah. So th- that's what I would like out of that, because this is the pro computer. This is the one that's supposed to be borderline desktop class. Yep. So, yep. So give me give me all those cores on that GPU. Yes, please. Yeah. And the the pro, they say, can handle up to two external displays. Um, it has can do up to 20 streams of 4K ProRes video playback. Whereas the, um, you know, for comparison of what type of things you'd be doing with it, because I often, Frank, have 20 streams of 4K ProRes video playing back at the same time. Um, <laughs> but also the, the, the Max that says up to four external displays. And those displays are the, the, the big, you know, 4K displays or whatever they're talking about. Or up to seven streams of 8K ProRes video, because <laughs> if, you, if you don't have seven, you know, streams of 8K footage just 
rolling around, then who are you? But, you know, I, I think it, it's, it's, a, it's in the comparison here of they were really putting them up against the previous, you know, I-7s. And yeah. they, they start off here actually on the, on the page with Xcode. And they talk about, hey, it's going to be, you know, 3.7 times faster, you know, than of your, for, your, for how fast your projects will build, um, which is yeah, and- crazy. Right. And you, you definitely get the benefits of multi-threaded apps in that case. And at least for bigger Swift projects and things like that, Xcode's pretty good about multi-threading. So I think they're probably taking advantage of that fact in there. That's where they're taking advantage of all their cores and yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And since the CPUs are the same, you know, it, obviously you're, you're crunching code. So that's just CPU intensive, like you're saying. So th- you, the percentage increase is exactly the same between the 14 inch and the 16 inch and the M one max and the M one pro compared to, you know, something like GPU performance. If you're getting the the upgraded max and you're doing like final cut pro rendering, you're going to get huge performance boosts, uh, on, on the GPU, but even still really, really big on the on the, on the pro as well. But I've been talking around this a little bit. I just even said it. Um, the processors are new. Frankly, there's, there's a new MacBook pro that these processors are going in. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I jumped to it with the ports. Yes. I, I said, I, I had to mention the ports. I just want to make some closing thoughts before we please let's talk about the ports for okay. an hour. <laughs> um, I, I was doing Twitch streaming on my M1 air and it was borderline good enough <laughs> to do it, but it was really getting sluggish there. And so I'm just happy to see that there is a higher performance M1 family thing out there. So I just want to, even though it's being snarky with um, like, what, what do you do with all these 10 cores and things like that? The fact is, yes, I do need actually bigger processors. I love my Air, but in a few years, I'm going to want some bigger processors. I don't think I'll get this one, but I'll, I'll wait a few years. Okay, so yes, they jam this processor into something that has ports, James. It has ports. A lot of ports, multiple <laughs> ports. And ports that were gone and then have come back. I wouldn't say a lot of ports. I'd say the correct amount of ports, the number of ports that computers have always had and should have. Uh, (laughs) This is funny because I actually ended up buying a new USB-C dongle because I realized that the two ports on my Air were just not good enough. Uh, You really need the paths through USB-C charging Mm -hmm. so that you can free up another USB-C port. Uh, So I bought a dongle for that. I wouldn't have had to if this pro was out you know six months ago when i bought my computer anyway uh what's it have it has headphone it has a memory card three thunderbolt four usb four usb c whatever you want to call them ports Mm -hmm. and then magsafe yes i feel like i'm forgetting one an hdmi a full-blown hdmi oh my goodness what what kind of planet is this you can plug up hdmi into the computer right amazing Plug it right in there, you know, and then that you know. So here's what they've done. This is the 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 donglefication of what they've done is they've actually unlocked a many more ports because even though there's only three USB uh, C Thunderbolt four ports, what this means is that you don't have to use a dongle to an HDMI because it has an HDMI. You don't need to use a dongle to power to have a USB C or, or USB port because it has a Mag three MagSafe three. And then you don't need to use 
a USB to SD card reader. So even though there is only, you know, three, four, five ports plus a headphone jack and a mag, mag, it's actually a lot more, right? Like those three Thunderbolt 4s are four Thunderbolt 4 things. They're not for your HDMIs or your power or your other things. They're back. It's back, baby. It's all happening. And I think <laughs> that they really kicked off you know, talking about them because it's, it's things that people have wanted, you know, they, they went minimal, they tried it out and I guess it just didn't work all that well. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, I had a MacBook, MacBook with one port and, and it was ridiculous, fine, (laughs) ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. It's fine, but it was cute. It was so adorable. It was very cute, but this comes in a beautiful, by the way, 14 inch and 16 inch. And I'm all about this 14 inch. No one needs a 16 inch laptop. That's way too big Apple, but I love this 14 inch. It is adorable and super cute. Um, and, and they got the, you know, a great resolution on it too. Like they're not that big of a difference uh, between it. One, uh, the, the 16.2 inches, 3456 by 2234. I think that is an iPad pro. Um, I think that actually is an iPad pro like resolution screen when I upload, you know, when you upload images to, uh, to the Apple portal, I'm pretty sure that's one of them. And then the other one, the 14.2 is a 3024 by 1964, which I believe is a iPad, uh, pro like <laughs> not 12 inch or nine, 10 inch and not the 12 inch or whatever. You know what I mean? Like those resolutions yeah. are, we've, we've been using them for a while, but they're both 240, uh, 254 PPI. And they got billions of millions of pixels, uh, Frank. So um, I'm like, they look like MacBooks. Um, yeah. They feel like MacBooks, but they got ports. And oh, oh my God, <laughs> Frank, they got F, F buttons, F keys. <laughs> they put the F and keys back. Functional yeah, the, the keys. very important F and keys. Oh my yep. gosh. Uh, so gosh, I pour one out for what is it even called touch bar buttons i never got the touch touch bar bar. never got them never got them here either sorry sorry touch bar you're gone it's uh it's attractive it's it's a pretty standard looking computer but uh i am surprised (laughs) i mean it's great it looks like it looks like a computer it looks like a computer (laughs) look it's not a pink adorable computer right why why can't i get a pink version of this agree just saying hashtag uh but they have the cursor keys and they have the function keys so that's all very good the sizes surprised me and i you mentioned what do you need a 16 inch for there are people who love 16 inch so i have no doubt that this thing's going to fly off the shelves especially people who want pro kind of computers with all this power so i i don't have any doubt that the 16 will go but yeah the 14 inch is definitely a nice sweet spot i've never had a need to go above 13 inch but if they're not going to give me a 13 inch i guess i'm getting a 14 inch yes which is fine uh because they even took away uh quite a bit of the border around the screen mm-hmm. as far as i can remember i i'm trying to remember my old uh macbook but anyway looks fantastic and very computerish yeah i'm looking at it in fact you know it has the rounded bezels on the side too uh which is kind of cool because uh monterey has that you know rounded look and feel on it and it looks yeah, super solid. I'm looking at my my Surface Book over here. I need to bust open my MacBook Air, but it's in a different room. But I'm pretty sure it has, it has thick borders too. I, I like thin thinner bezels. They don't they don't need to be up directly onto this, you know, onto the edge. But uh, yeah, I like thinner bezels. Why not give me those? I don't need thick thick bezels around it. Um, but I do need a nice thick notch on my okay. display, Frank. 
Yeah, I, I was wondering what, who, who was going to bring up. Yeah, okay. The, the thing that makes it m- look most unlike a normal computer mm. <laughs> is the giant notch in the middle, which is funny because I just uh, watched the Pixel 6 event, or at least a much shortened version of it. Thank you for the clip, James. Mm-hmm. And they did a great job just kind of burying the tiny circle camera yeah. right into the screen. Yeah. Which, you know, is... They're both ugly, the notch and the embedded camera. I can't decide which one I like or dislike. At the same time, I know I'd get used to both, so it almost doesn't matter. Mm. I find it funny. I'd almost rather just have a whole top bezel, but, oh gosh, a notch. At least it looks like there's a camera, and maybe I'll remember there's a camera, but I don't really need a notch in the middle of my computer. They they could have resized it a tiny bit, I think. Who knows? It is large and i don't know why there's got to be a bunch of other sensors there which that's what it is right there's a bunch of light sensors and a bunch of other things underneath there that that has to be right why right yeah it's a it's a whole bar um hopefully i'm sorry i'm totally blanking whether they mentioned if they're doing face id but i've been waiting forever for them to have like a proper Mm-mm. you know they actually have the lidar kind of face id that they do it's not the high res that we're used to from the old connects and things like that but it's enough to do a sample of your face and it, it can do uh face detection based on that i don't think I you get no that if it's actually in this computer mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no, so not... basically we're, we're waiting for that to you know come out on uh laptops so obviously eventually they're getting us ready with a giant notch yeah maybe that's what it is i mean we've had windows hello on i've like had it for years right and Mm -hmm. it's not a bit and we've had touch id on on windows machines as well so just windows hello is only like 60 percent accurate i'm constantly you know the one nice Mm. feature that i uh i i got the new ipad pro and it has that super wide angle lens. So no matter how you're kind of sitting oriented to your computer, it's able to find you and do the face recognition. It really depends on how wide and how narrow that lens is on your mm-hmm. camera facing you on how good these systems work. So for my little Surface Go, it's basically never pointed right at me. Yeah. I don't know how I'm sitting. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but it, it never finds me in the picture. Yeah, that's a good point too. I I would agree with that. I I feel like with the any of the tablet ones, it's a little bit tricky. I feel like with the normal laptop Surface Book that I have, maybe the Surface Studio laptop is even better because there's probably newer stuff in it. But I I am sort of shocked that they added the notch and didn't add it because you know the notch was something that was argued over for iPhone now as a staple and has all that extra shenanigans in it and it's just fine. I think for me. The problem I have with the notch is that most of the time, there's not going to be anything that spans all the way over there. Like, you know, the the menu bar, like normally there's not that many menu bars, but you know what application does have a lot of menu bars up top? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Visual Studio. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Visual Studio, <laughs> Xcode, Visual Studio Code, any code editor, any IDE is going to have all the things 
And you're just, you're going to have to run at super high res because mm. as I look at my iMac display, which I don't know exactly what resolution it is, there's a pretty big gap okay. in the middle. Because I, I was wondering myself, like, how, how big is the notch area versus everything? Mm. Now, that said, I'm getting old and my vision's getting bad. And I don't like to run things in like a super res where the font is all tiny and everything. I like my font to be a little bit bigger. So maybe Visual Studio uh, would get in the way. But uh, I don't know that that's a that's a resolution question, I think. Yeah, they bit. did show no application. They get no time in any of the screenshots on the website. <laughs> now, they showed it, I think, I think like during the presentation, but no screenshots on the MacBook website show anything wrapping around to the other side. They all stop coincidentally right before the notch. <laughs> Just pho- Photoshop is right there. It's like right on the cusp. So, oh gosh. And I, I'm still waiting for like X, the new Xcode to be released that supports like updated operating systems. Mm. It, it, it's all getting into a funny thing. So, I keep wondering if this is going to come out in a 0.1 release of the new Mac OS, mm. even though we're still not even at the 0.0 release. I think it's coming though, right? So, ooh. Frank, yeah. Frank, what promotion? Got promotion on this puppy. <laughs> First time ever promotion. We, you, you were talking about this how promotion on iPad and on iPhone could be a thing, but now promotion, which that basically think of it as variable refresh rate for your display, means that it can go all the way down to I believe it was 10, 10, 10 mega, ten hertz, all yeah, the way to one hundred twenty hertz. hertz, right? Yeah. Uh, can, can I be an Android fanboy? Sure. Uh, so does the Pixel 6 now. Boom. So isn't that weird? Like, I guess the industry has just decided maybe we shouldn't be wasting all this power. Maybe that was a bad idea. Always running at 60 hertz constantly. Probably. Probably. <laughs> so it's, it, it's great. And uh, they actually do tout like the energy efficiency parts and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, especially for a computer with what was it? 8 billion cores. I believe this has that. Yeah. You're going to have to be smarter about how you actually allocate energy and all that stuff. The real question is, does HDMI support that? <laughs> mm. I don't think mm. it's probably just uh, for the main screen of the computer, right? That's not going to happen for any external It depends. It depends. Depends. those kind of answers. <laughs> depends. It's very tricky. HDMI is a very, very tricky beast. It depends on what HDMI protocol they're using because the new Xbox and the new PlayStation both have variable bit rate. And what that means Ooh. is that it can decide if it's going to be- go between 60 uh, FPS, which is your you know refresh rate and 120 or, or what it's going to be. But your HDMI device and your HDMI um, monitor need to support it. Mm-hmm. And of course, I guess the OS needs to support it too. I'm not finding uh, here exactly what it is. It just says HDMI port. Um, so it says support for one display with a with up to a 4K resolution at 60 hertz. So I, I don't know if if it's using 1.3A or whatever it is needed. It's a it's a funky it's a funky one stretch goal yeah someone needs to test uh, it is what i'm saying 
<laughs> I'm going to guess not, but you can obviously see the, the writings on the wall. We'll have all that technology at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Did, what else did we get? We got uh, a 1080p camera. Frank's double the resolution. So, no, okay. <laughs> You're not winning me with a 10. It's not a 1080p camera. It's it's much better than that. No, it's 1080p. That's it. Okay. 1080p camera. That's it. Yeah, it, That's, they, they're just never going to upgrade it. It did. It was 720p. Now it's 1080p. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy, what an upgrade. Well, they they had to save room for all the nits that they packed in there. That's true. I I, I got to say this, though. One thing that they do with it is that they do a bunch of processing on the video feed, too. So it's it's, even though it is 1080p, I think they do a bunch of video computational stuff, like inside of FaceTime and things like that. So it actually looks a lot better than even like the, the, the 720p looks a lot better than it actually is. And my personal opinion yeah um that was a flagship feature gosh you know does time even exist i can't remember if it was this year or not when it was introduced Mm. um they've been doing it gosh i'm so sorry i'm lost but on on some products they've actually been doing that and for sure i mean yeah you don't need to take a 4k if you have what is it like 30 cores of neural engine 16 yeah. cores of neural engine to throw at it i don't know it it's it's a powerful machine like i we've glided over kind of the other kind of huge important part to all the performance stuff that we talked about and that is you can actually get ram on it mm-hmm. <laughs> so the model i have is 16 gigabytes of ram mm-hmm. and it's good it's good up until about three apps and then it's not good and you're actually starved. And it's funny because I have 32 on my iMac pro and I've always felt like I never use it. I never use it, but then I go check on it and Oh, it turns out I left two Docker images running. I have three virtual machines, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it is so easy, especially now with docker and virtual machines <laughs> to just burn through all the rams in the yeah. whole world so i i want i want all the ram and thankfully there is a computer where i can get all the ram yes I, now you can only get that ram by the way if you get the 16 inch with the m1 max you cannot get it on the 14 inch or on the 16 inch with the m1 pro you must opt for that sweet sweet max frank which will only set you back at this point about four thousand dollars <laughs> it's it's a 200 hour upgrade i think to get the max or like 400 to get the 30 core gpu max no it's it's a 800 upgrade from the, the pro are you sure i i i'm i'm buying one right now I, okay. i'm 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 in here i'm doing my 14 inch are you looking at the 16 inch you, ca- you can't put it you can't you. you can't put a max Oh, you can put a max on a 14. Holy oh, yeah. Smokes. Never oh, mind. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you, you can get. Okay. That's my bad. My fault, listeners. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it is a $200 upgrade there, but then you might as well spend another $200 for the 32 cores. Come on now. Might as well get all those GPUs and then a $400 upgrade. Okay. But you're still at $3,700. <laughs> so expensive. It's so much money. I mean, I don't want to cut to the chase here, but I'm not buying this machine. But you no. you should, James, uh, for, for the oh, show. 
for for the listeners, you should buy one and report back. Well, that was the question, Frank, was is it time for me to just take my brand new MacBook Air and just throw it away, aka trade it into Apple? They'll give me back, you know, pennies for on the dollar and then just get this thing. Is that what I should be doing? No, no, not, not at all. No, no, no. The only time I, I ran into performance problems again was doing that Twitch stream. Mm. And it's funny because Apple gave all those performance comparisons. You mentioned Xcode, but they had some, they, they love to show off video encoding. I never do video encoding, but I guess it's a big deal for some people. Yeah. But I kind of wish they showed off like OBS numbers. Yeah. <laughs> like, does OBS take advantage of any of these features? Does OBS use the neural engine? That'd be great if it did, but I kind of doubt it because it's a cross platform app and it probably hasn't been tuned like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, funny that my scenario is never covered. I should be happy though. It's, it's fun seeing um, a developer tool in like uh, Apple's performance graphs and you know all pretty like mm-hmm. yeah it was good good event good event short sweet to the point all right google time google time pixel six <laughs> new phones it's new phone friday well i guess it's uh, i guess we're recording on wednesday pastels but... james they they mm. don't you know i i was making fun of the gray of the laptop because it, it's a very gray laptop these are nice pastels we have been living in a pastel world for the last two or three years it's funny. I'm curious when this style thing's going to change, but they're very attractive looking phones. Yep. I, I'm good job, Google. Yeah, I and like this it, new design and I like colors, I, you know, which is surprising because, you know, Apple forever has always really introduced a lot of beautiful colors on their phone about 15 years after they come out. Right. They're like, oh, OK, we've done <laughs> one color really well. Let's do more Then they do. Now they got a bunch of colors, but Google's been in this in this realm for a bit and they've they toggled around even on the pixel two. They was, it was black and white, but they had, they, they had the Panda one that was like, you know, a little bit of this and had a little color accent on it. These ones are nice. I really like the color pop on it. And it has this, um, um, uh, what's that one, uh, star Trek, star Trek guy. The, the, guy, star Trek the visor guy, guy, the guy with the visor, more. the guy with the visor, Jordy? the guy with the visor goes, right. Cause that's what it's got. It's on the back <laughs> with the cameras. No, <laughs> it's a visor. It's okay, a visor. fine. I thought it looked more like a robot, but I guess we all have our biases. It, it's it's funny. Um, I kind of love it because it's a symmetric camera bump instead mm-hmm. of the asymmetric one on the iPhone. Your phone is perpetually wobbling on the table. I don't put a cover on my phone, so it's always wobbling. Yep. This one, this phone seems to be designed uh, by people with OCD, for people with OCD, who just want the phone to lie flat. Wouldn't that be nice if the phone would just lie flat? And it doesn't. It's at an angle, but it's going to be a sturdy angle. Yeah. So I'm, I'm here for the visor, the it's Jordi a, visor. It's like a tiny kickstand for your phone that li- lifts it a few yeah. millimeters <laughs> off the ground. Sure. Let's go with that. But they, uh, just like the notch, they packed a bunch of cameras in there. I think like... Uh, so what is it? It's the Pixel Six and then the Pixel Six Plus Deluxe Six, six Pro. Six Pro. Six Pro. Come on, that, it's the same. Not too fancy. No one can be original <laughs> nowadays, so it's it's. The same. I know it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the year of sixes, obviously. Yes. Um. Uh. Where was I going with that? They packed in like three cameras on the Six Pro. 
So yes, pretty, pretty fancy, pretty much uh, catching up with Apple, except outdoing Apple, because, of course, they had to make one of those cameras like a ridiculous 50 megapixels. I don't know what in the world you need 50 megapixels for, but good on you, Google, for adding that to your phone. <laughs> yeah, it's got a um, so both of them have a 50 megapixel wide, 12 megapixel ultra wide, and then the pro has a 48 megapixel telephoto. They both have an LDAF sensor, which is a laser detection autofocus that measures how close your subject is to the phone to help keep them in focus for low light photos. That's, yeah, it's actually kind of clever um, because the yeah they they said it very well in that description. But yeah, in the low light scenario, how in the world do you find focus? Because everything's blurry in low light, mm. so you actually need to do a little bit of a three D scan. So it's not a full lidar. It's probably not even as advanced as uh, Face ID. But just a little something so they know where to how to focus the lens. Yeah. Very clever. Yep. It's got um it's got all the things you'd expect. But well, I think the one thing that's cool is that the the six, which is only six hundred dollars, which is kind of cool, it mm-hmm. has a smooth as a full HD display up to sixty hertz. So it does the ten to ninety. So it does yeah, sorry, ten to ninety hertz. And then the upgrade of one, which I think is way too big for me. They're all too big for me. I think they're about <laughs> the same size, but it's just more edge to edge. But it has a QHD plus up to 120 as well. So it's got the smooth displays, um, which is great. But yeah, I think the thing they really pointed out was that they came up with a new processor. It's the Google Tensor. Ooh. They're no use, no longer Ooh. using the Snapdragon. It's like their own. It's called the Tensor, which is confusing because they also <laughs> call like the, the 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 chip, like the AI chip is like a TPU, right? A, t- a Tensor yeah. processing unit. Yeah. They should have called it a G1. It, it just would have made so much more sense for all of us. Yeah. Anyway, we, we can't ask for everything to be, or they could have come out with G6, mm. come straight to the, that. Yeah, it's it's a funny name uh, because they have their TPU on there, uh, which Google was one of the first to do their own custom hardware for uh, neural network processing. And they did it for like their image search, all sorts of things like that. They have... A lot of expertise doing that in a data center. So it's really interesting to see them put it on a tiny little system on a chip. Mm-hmm. And it's not a tiny little chip. It's a powerful chip. Just like the M1s, it has uh, efficiency cores in addition to high performance cores. So you have that kind of setup. And then just like the M1, they now have their uh, TPU on there. I'm, I kept watching the video trying to understand from like from a developer perspective how much we can tap into that mm. it's never clear even with apple it's not really clear like how do you exactly use the neural engine how can you guarantee that you're using the neural engine and google's a little bit uh confu- <laughs> confusing from my perspective on that same point but it's there uh the world is advancing in a direction i like to see so i'm excited and it's a little crazy that google's making their own chip isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a natural progression just in general. I think uh, Microsoft's been ma- started making its own chips too, right? In the Surface oh. Surface, uh, Surface Studio laptop. Isn't that what they announced? No? Yes? No? I, no, no. I, you're ahead of me. I didn't know that one. All right, let me double check. Make sure I don't yeah. lie. Checking it oh, out. Boy. Checking it out. Am I the only one not making chips over here? Gotta Am make I going to have to... Like, <laughs> I haven't done that since college. It'd be fun to make my own chips. 
Well, I guess it's a quad core 11th gen processor. Oh, maybe- it's always a Qualcomm core. Like you start with some core and then you add on a bunch of stuff. Oh, you know what I'm thinking about? Is it the Surface Pro X that has this, this the custom sil- custom silicon? Ooh, see that that's what I got to pitch it as in my VC elevator meeting. Custom silicon. I'm going to yeah. do custom silicon hmm. for .NET. I'm right. I am right. Thank you very much. Uh, Service Pro Good X has a micro- Microsoft SQ1 and a Microsoft SQ2. Oh, they couldn't call it an M1. Interesting. They could have called it an MS1. SQ, which is a ARM processor powered by Qualcomm. Yeah. But they're, cost, they're custom. Called it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's neat. So everyone's getting into the... Uh, custom system on a chip business yeah i think at least for arm-based processors right makes sense oh yeah but i mean risk five is coming out risk v i mean someday risk is good yeah we'll 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 get to it someday (laughs) Um, uh yeah anyway uh so this pixel they do not have a notch going back all the way back to the phone again and i find that pretty impressive yeah i have always wondered if we'd find a better way just to hide that camera. Like, can't we just put it behind the screen and like make the screen transparent there by magic chemistry and electricity stuff. I don't understand, but Nope, we can just cut a hole in an LCD screen though. It turns out and it looks pretty good. I, I kind of prefer it over the notch. I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe it's an annoying dot, but I bet you I would, I wouldn't even see it after two days. No. And if you're in a dark mode or apps, you know, things like that, that's going to blend into the background and it's where the status bar is at. So as far as taking up a notification area and things like that, it's not going to, I think that the, the question I have is for you, Frank, are, would you trade the hole punch? That's what it's called. The hole punch, (laughs) um, on your iPhone to go back to touch ID instead of, face ID because these, these only have touch ID no, no pixels they don't have the face unlock yeah and uh, okay so I'm, I'm gonna punt on your question just because <laughs> is it the kind of touch uh touch ID that the Android has because you just touch the screen somehow magically behind that screen they're doing it yep and I don't understand the physics I don't understand the electronics but I think that's clever yeah. And that seems futuristic to me. And I like futuristic stuff. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not winter. I'm not wearing gloves right now. So I, I can't remember how I feel about Touch ID with gloves. Mm. And I finally gotten my face ID to the point where with a hat on, a mask and sunglasses, it's somehow, no, not the mask, <laughs> but a hat and sunglasses, it still somehow recognizes me. And so I feel like uh, I'm going to stick with the face ID, but man, that touch ID, that is clever. What do they call it? I'm sorry, uh, Google, that I keep calling it touch ID. Touch unlock. (laughs) (laughs) So clever. Yeah. Touch unlock six. Yeah. Um, The biggest thing that they had with this one is this the first time that the brand new version of Android with Material U is coming out. Now, this is uh, something that developers need to, to, I'm pretty sure need to put some work into to make their app shine. But Material U, the whole idea of it is that as you adjust your 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 background, your you know wallpaper, maybe you have it go through your photos. Um, it can do really cool things like sample that photo and then create a color palette that goes across the entire device, notifications, and applications. So it is 
you, it's more personalized. You is the idea. I don't know if this is going to work, Frank, um, but <laughs> it's something. I, you know, I, I hope it works well. Yeah. I even wrote an app that kind of did this. I don't know. I never released it. Thank goodness. Cause it was too simple of an app and I didn't like it, but take a photograph, find the primary color, find the secondary color, either compute a, a tertiary, whatever. It's easy to build palettes. It's fun to build palettes, especially if you uh, use pastels like everyone's into. And I don't know, at least in the three shots they showed in their demo, it looked pretty good. Obviously, my mind immediately started wondering, like, what photos would it not look good on? But hopefully those aren't backgrounds you would actually use. Uh, I hope they can handle, like, a plain black background or a plain blue background. I'm curious how it would handle those kinds of scenarios. But I don't know. I'm here for it. I I like personalization, especially if it's easy. Like, you know, Windows has always had the ability to change the color of things, but no one ever did because they always looked like the hot dog cart Hmm. or hot dog mode, whatever we call that thing. It looked terrible. Or at least I could never do one. I rocked a, a bright pink one for quite a few years, but I got tired of that. So I'm here for the customization. I am curious from an app developer's point of view. Yeah, James, what in the world? Uh, do we have to do anything to support this? How do you support this? I don't know. I kind of feel like yeah. I've been out of the the in-depth Material. Android. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I know. We're, we're, we are bad mobile developers right now. Because neither of us know the current theming system. Yeah. I mean, this, this, I'm assuming you use custom standard colors and then that palette will adjust to the rest of your app. But that means that your app, you know, doesn't really have, I think that's fine. I mean, really, when you think about it, most apps are either the black or white for light theme, dark theme at this point. They've done it. They got us to get rid of like custom colors and things in our apps. And now they're just, yeah. single colors at this point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, it's, uh, I'm assuming you just, yeah, like I said, I'm assuming you just use standard colors and that's it. And then it just works, but I don't know how that works with cross-platform tech across the board. Right. Yeah. Because they would need to bubble those up. And I know that, I know that they've been talking about that with Xamarin forms for a while. Maybe they already did it. I don't know, but like basically a system, red a system whatever but this would have to be like a system generic and then uh, how does that even work cross it just gets real complicated i don't i don't know that's my opinion personally yeah i feel like if you're doing native uis you'll know the right thing to do but if you are doing cross-platform like i can't imagine facebook or twitter or anyone adopting this because color schemes are your brand Color schemes are how people identify your app and separate it out mentally from other apps and yeah. things like that. So cool, <laughs> but it's mostly OS Chrome level stuff. I think that's going to get painted that way. You know, back in the, it's funny in iOS because when I first do started doing iOS stuff, I always stuck to the most native look so that everything would get colored according to the OS. And then Apple rewarded us by not doing anything fancy with the OS for 14 versions. (laughs) We've had just plain white and plain single color icons for things. And it just hasn't been that interesting. 
at least Google here is adopting a bunch of colors and trying to make it look more interesting than just, as you said, black and white with an accent color. I'm a little bit over that. That's so seven years ago. I'm tired of it. And I appreciate an introduction of of colors. And uh, I'm not too worried about cross-platform apps. And I'm sure, like I said, how hard could it be if you're doing a native UI? They document this stuff. Google yeah. loves writing docs. Yes. It's it's there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> That's it. Two events. Now, there was other events. There was a Samsung event, which I didn't really... I think they just announced some new Flip stuff. I think what else happened this week? Um, I think that's it. Oh, there's some new builds of Windows that just dropped. Um, I'm installing it now, so I, I don't have time to report back, but maybe I'll do something for our Patreons. There's new drops of Windows 11 Insider builds that have Android support on them, um, which is cool. Um, so I'm going to go test Ooh. that. I know The Verge did uh, and some other ones have done some videos. So I'm going to test that out. I'm going to see the implications for developers, if there are any. I don't know yet. So I'm going to give that a go. But uh, I'm pretty happy with this week's event. I'm, I'm, you know, I always like to say devices, new to all new devices are boring. But this year, Frank, I'm fairly happy with the new Service Studio laptop, happy with this Pixel device, happy with the new MacBook Pros. And you know what? I'm uh, pretty happy with the new iPhones. They're, they're iPhones. Maybe that one's the one I'm just, eh, it's an iPhone. But, you know, they're, you didn't get a new iPhone, right? Did you get a new iPhone? I did not. I did not. Because, you know, they were just iPhones. I, mm. I love the new cameras and everything. But nope, I, I'm rocking my 11 Pro. I think it's pretty much peak iPhone. And we'll <laughs> still waiting, waiting to see if anything improves from there. Gotcha. As someone very loud drives by. Nice. Well, I think on that note, then, and as that individual drives away, so does the end of our podcast. So I think that's going to do it for this week's podcast. You can go to mergeconflict.fm. There's a Patreon button. There's a subscribe button. There's buttons to do a bunch of stuff. You can do all the things. You can send us an email if you want. That'd be pretty cool. We'll, we'll read the email. We like reading emails. And um, hey, you can hit up our Discord. You can tweet at us. You can do all the things. Just head over to mergeconflict.fm. More than anything, just you know, share the podcast with a friend if you'd like to. That's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.